the night before is the oh my god meetup game. We're gonna try to get a ton of people here. Already big plans. What is it? Forty minutes. You're not gonna want to miss it. Thought you might say that. So. I want my 300 back. <laughs> well, I just can't help myself. Mike <laughs> <laughs> D with Ace Five suited. He's still got his knit button trying to get. We are playing 50, 100, 200, 400 at the Lodge. We are playing with the knit game, which is the same thing as the stand up game or squid game or whatever you want to call it, where. Among all the players at the table, the last person to win a pot has to pay all the other players some amount of money. I don't know what the penalty is in this particular game, but they're playing it and it seems to be for a relevant amount. All right, folds around to Mike in the small blind. He opts to call 350 more with ace five of clubs. Doug Polk in the big blind opts to call as well with the ace eight offsuit. And then Alex in the under the gun position slash straddle makes it $2,400 with king four offsuit. I don't like this play at all. And the reason is because he is giving both Mike and Doug very good odds to call. Yeah, Alex is in position, but especially when you account for the fact that Mike still needs to get rid of his knit button, you have no preflop fold equity. So do you really want no preflop fold equity at all with the king four offsuit? And the answer is no. If you've been watching some of the very high stakes games featuring the best players in the world where they have been playing the knit game, you'll see that the preflop raise sizes get really big sometimes. Poker coach and coach, Chris Brewer, actually just made it 20 big blinds over two limps. It's probably a pretty good play. He's going to get a lot of folds preflop, and if he does get called, well, sometimes he's going to win and the sack-to-pot ratio is shallow. He'll be okay. That said, with King 4 offsuit, if you wanted to raise it, I think I would go much bigger, like $5,000 or something like that. Um, however, King 4 offsuit is not really a great hand in general to be re-raising when you may lack fold equity, so I would probably just call and see the flop for a cheap amount. Whatever. Enough talk about this specific situation. I can already see the commenters below. Too much talking from the guy in the corner. <sighs> That's okay. It's my channel. If you like it, click the like and subscribe button. If you don't like it, leave. All right. Did retention drop off? Goodbye, everyone. Okay. Back around to Mike and Doug. They both call, as expected. Let's go to the flop. Doug and Alex come along. You know what? Me too. <laughs> All spades here. Doug and Mike both hit their ace. Alex hits his four. The flop comes ace. Four, two, all spades. Mike and Doug both have top pair. They check. Alex, with his second pair, King of Diamonds kicker goes for a $3,300 bet, which is probably fine. If both players have nothing, you'll pick up the pot. However, you do have to be very careful betting in multi-way pots on three flush boards because someone is kind of likely to have either top pair that's not going to fold or a spade. And, you know, very often a decent spade that just is not going to fold. And the tough thing about this spot is that if the spade does come, you may be able to make your opponents fold out their top pairs, but when they do have 
the spade, they're never folding, right? And if a spade does not come, well, they're probably not going to fold their top pairs. So you're going to be stuck bluffing very often in this situation with a king four, which sometimes it gets dicey when you're against two players and one of them really does not want to lose the pot because he needs to get rid of his knit button. Anyway, he goes 3,300. Let's see how the opponents proceed. Lars, it would be a great week for you to come. Mike with his pair and gut shot calls, which I think is certainly reasonable. And then Doug calls too. And I realize Doug has the best hand in the spot. And I'm not going to necessarily advocate for folding, but you have to be really careful in this situation because Mike has something on this board, either an ace, a pair plus a draw, or a good flush draw, or perhaps even a flush. And against that range, ace eight's not in great shape. Also, Alex is going to have something reasonable a lot of the time because he bet into two people on this board. So while Doug will have the best hand a decent chunk of the time on the flop, by the time he gets to the river, either he will have faced additional bets and will have had to fold his top pair junkie kicker, or his one of his two opponents will have improved to beat him. So in multi-way pots, you have to be really careful. I would have called here in Doug's shoes as well, but it's a dicey spot. Let's head to the turn. To play, meetup game and the Lodge Championship Series. Another spade here. Mike D hits his wheel. The turn is the three of spades. Straight flush available. No one has it. Check, check, check. So the check mark from Mike D with the wheel. And if he fires, people are going to think, well, especially Doug's going to think he's got his knit button. Doug's got aces here. What does he do? He's going to fire at it. 11,400. The river is the 10 of clubs. Mike with the straight has an easy check. And then Doug makes an interesting play with his top pair. He bets $11,400, about two-thirds pot. Normally, top pair is not a hand you want to use as a bluff because most of the time you can just check down and win. However, in this multi-way pot, first things first, Mike could just have a low flush that may fold if you make a medium size or large bet. Also, if Doug does have the best hand and he checks, very often Alex is going to at least consider bluffing because when both players check, it's kind of unlikely they both have, or one of them even has a good spade. So that's going to allow Alex to make a big bet and facing a big bet, Doug's probably gonna have to fold his top pair. So if there's ever a spot to turn top pair into a bluff, this is it. And Doug finds it. He goes 11,400. Let's see what happens. Alex gets rid of it, but what does Mike D do here? With the wheel, four to a flush out there. With the knit button. What you got? Tough, I got a tough uh, decision. Alex gets out of the way. He doesn't go crazy. And then 
Mike gives it some thought. And while Mike is giving it some thought, Doug decides to have a conversation. Let's listen in. Like, uh, like the nine of spades, eight of spades. Oh, you have a spade? Oh, I shouldn't have said anything. <laughs> Uh, what do you got behind? Just kidding. Um, <laughs> 11, 4, right? Yep. <clears throat> I had a hand with jungle like that once the other day at like the 200 pointer uh -huh. where I jammed the turn <clears throat> and he's like, How much is it? And like, he had like a little bit of chips <laughs> like this. And I like a, I had like 800k, and I'm like, it's your stack. <laughs> like, what are you doing? <laughs> How much is it? Like, do you have eyes? While I doubt we're going to be able to get any sort of amazingly accurate read on world-class player Doug Polk, in general, whenever you check, and then someone bets, and then it's on you, and they all of a sudden start talking to you, and they keep talking, and they keep talking, do you think that is generally a sign of strength or weakness? Take a second, think about it, and write what you think in the comment section below. And while you're down there, click the like and subscribe button. Oh, sorry guys, give me just a second. Feels like, well, what do you have? That'll help. I can't tell you. You can tell me though. I can't do anything, I already bet. Yeah. All right, well. Mike D. What do you think, chat? When someone decides to start talking to you, it's usually because they are trying to talk you into whatever they want you to do. Now, in this spot, some people are going to be highly inclined to find hero calls, and some people are going to be highly inclined to find hero folds. If I think my opponent is the type of player who usually just finds a nitty fold, and I want them to call... I may try to talk to them and get them to do something that they would not naturally do. If I think my opponent's naturally inclined to call, maybe need to talk to them and try to get them to fold. I would also say that when people are speaking very clearly and coherently, usually they are not bluffing. If they are struggling to put a sentence together or they're, they're, they just all of a sudden get really bad at English when normally they're pretty good at English, they're almost always bluffing. Now, in this spot, Doug actually speaks quite well. I think he does nothing wrong on that front. Something he does do, though, that may be a bit of a tell, is that notice he gives Mike almost no eye contact. Normally, when you're talking to someone, you kind of look their direction, right? You, you look their way, you look them in the eyes a little bit, you talk to them a little bit. I don't think most people do that very well at all when they are bluffing. Most people don't even attempt it. Notice Doug just kind of sits straightforward. He doesn't really do a whole lot of leaning in Mike's direction at all. And if there is one thing that I would say maybe is a bit, a bit of a tell, maybe it is, maybe it isn't, who knows. But uh, I, I think that might be it. However, good, strong, world-class players, they can play and talk. So maybe it means nothing. Let's see if Mike can find the call. One of he calls, two of he folds. Or I can raise. I can still raise, right?
Lays it oh, yeah, down! I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> you don't want to know what I had. I probably don't. I'm going to see you, you later, know? so you might as you well tell know? me now. Yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, my God! <laughs> kill me! God, I knew it! I knew it! Doug! Oh, I knew it. Oh, I knew it. After much deliberation, Mike makes the big laydown, and he's devastated when he's shown the bad news. That's going to be it for today. I hope you enjoyed today's video. Good luck in your games. Have fun. And when Doug Polk makes a big bet on the river against you, you should probably find the call button. I'll talk to you next time.